Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Believe in Everything Ole Miss. I'm Jordan Dollinger, and today we're talking about all things Ole Miss baseball, and it's going to be a really good one. My guest today knows everything that you could ever want to know, and we're going to talk about it all. But before we get into it, make sure that you are subscribed wherever you listen to podcasts so new ones like this will download automatically each week so you never miss an episode, you never miss out on anything Ole Miss. We are talking baseball today, but remember that college basketball, the NBA, and the NHL are in full swing, and the only place that you should be betting on these sports is over at betonline.ag. They even cover award shows, reality TV, and tons of other TV shows so you can get in on all of the action, even if you aren't up for placing those sports bets just yet. Choose from hundreds of props with real-time odds on just about anything that you can imagine with BetOnline, and of course, there's always the 24-hour online casino. Head to betonline.ag on your computer or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. I'm very excited about my guest today, you guys. I'm here joined by Ole Miss Baseball's Assistant Director for Marketing and Fan Experience, Janice Ruber. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for having me. Excited to be here. So you have been with Ole Miss Athletics for a little over two years now. Yes. Mm-hmm. yes. I think I'm on my, my fourth year, actually. It's crazy. Time flies. Wow. So you got your master's from Ole Miss as well in 2019. And right now you're working specifically with volleyball, golf, and baseball. How do you juggle all of these different moving parts, especially when during a typical year, not all of these sports seasons overlap like they are this spring. So how challenging has it been to coordinate this year? Yeah, it's been a big shift. This spring obviously is an absolute zoo with so many sports kind of getting a a dual season, but you make it work. Obviously our role has shifted pretty drastically from doing more things to our fan experience in venue to trying to cater to the fans that are also at home and making more of a digital experience for them. So it's fun. I love the juggle because you market sports really differently. You don't market baseball necessarily the same way you market golf. So it provides unique challenges and opportunities to better yourself in your career. For this season compared to seasons in the past, we kind of got a taste of it in the fall with how things were going to be so different. You touched a little bit on both venue experience and at-home experience. So were you building off of everything that you saw that happened in the fall? Were you able to learn from the fall? Learned a ton from the fall. Obviously, we've never gone through anything like this in the sports industry. So the fall was a lot of trial and error and trying to figure out, you know, you make a plan for one thing and then all of a sudden the rules shift or this shifts or that shifts. So it's like you create four plans. You're like, okay, well, what's the best or what are the rules going to accommodate to the easiest? So learned a ton from the fall, learned a ton from football season. Um, I got to apply a lot of the things that we learned moving forward to baseball and also to volleyball, which has been super helpful. Despite all of these challenges, Ole Miss baseball is seemingly unfazed. We know the Rebels ranked number one in the top 25 rankings for the very first time in school history after being ranked number six going into the preseason. Florida was ranked number one to open the season, but after a rough opening for them, Ole Miss swooped in and took over that spot after beating out TCU, Texas Tech, and Texas, all of which were then top 12 opponents. 
Ole Miss went on to beat Arkansas State, marking their fourth consecutive win this season and 20th in a row since the 2020 season got cut short last spring. We had a tough series against TCU, breaking that winning streak, but things are still looking really good and we're playing very strong. So there are a few more weeks worth of games until we get into our first SEC series against Florida, which starts on April 1st. So walk me through what the atmosphere has been like surrounding Ole Miss baseball and what it's like being a part of the organization right now during this time, experiencing so much success, really kind of like never before. Yeah, I think our fans were really hungry at the end of last year when we were off to such a hot start, you know, obviously starting off by knocking off Louisville and then kind of going on that 16 game winning streak. You know, we were having one of our best years and then for everything to come to a halt so quick. I think it made our fans so hungry to come back this year and to be a fan of the team and almost built the excitement more than ever before because we were so ready to see what this team could do. Obviously, it's exciting to market a number one program. I mean, a lot of people in my position go through their whole career and never have an opportunity to market any number one program ever. So it's a huge opportunity that I don't take lightly, especially this early in my career. It's fun. People are excited. We're excited. Obviously, this last weekend was disappointing, but it happens. You know, it's a learning opportunity, and I think our guys are going to come back even stronger moving forward um, as we keep going through the season. Is it easier to market at that number one spot, or would you say it's more difficult? Yeah, you have kind of a high standard you have to live up to, but I think it's easier because sometimes, you know, you have these really good ideas. And if you don't have a program that matches that, it's kind of hard to get fans excited when they're just so bummed out or defeated of being a fan of the program. But, you know, when you're number one, your fans are excited and anything you put digitally out, they're going to think is gold. And so it's really fun to create new ways to be able to market, market that kind of slot. I think it makes it easier, in my opinion. I would think so, too, because like you said, if you have all these grand ideas, you know that you have an audience that is ready to devour that because no one is not paying attention when you're ranked number one. No one's not paying attention if Ole Miss is ranked. They're definitely paying attention if they're ranked number one. You get an opportunity to to capitalize on a new audience. So digitally is kind of where a lot of my passion lies. And so like this last week on Instagram, the last seven days, we've grown by 10%. So we've gained 10,000 new followers in seven days, which is so cool. You kind of get a lot of people who are into baseball nationally being like, wait, who, who are these people? Let me keep up with them. So if you're having good content already going out, you're kind of have a cool opportunity to build new fans kind of no matter where the season takes you. Ole Miss baseball is unlike any other program. Whether you're a fan or not, you can accept that it is unlike any other program. It's no surprise that the culture surrounding Ole Miss baseball is so unique and not only unlike anything else in the SEC, but just in all of college baseball, from the right field student section, the beer showers, the warm-up ball, riding on it, throwing it back and forth, the solo cup races, there's so much. How do you balance that traditional aspect of all of these things that people hear about and read about and experience and did when they were students and that is so ingrained and part of the experience. How do you balance that traditional aspect with introducing new elements to the fan experience that keeps it interesting so people don't feel like it's repetitive? So what's that balancing act like? I mean, you hit the nail on the head. That is the hardest part about my job, especially with baseball. 
it's so hard. I think the first step is really determining what is a traditional element, like what's traditional and then what's something we've just done for years that maybe people don't have an emotional attachment to. And that's hard because there's probably going to be someone who's really attached to that item. But when you survey, we do a survey at the end of the year for all of our season ticket holders. And we, we dive pretty deeply into that of, you know, what's stale, what they like, what they don't like. I don't think there's like a cookie cutter answer to how to go about it. But it's a lot of discussions we have with the higher ups um, and with people who are really involved in the program, whether it's tweaking promotions, whether it is finding a new way to do something and tie in an old element with a new element to kind of make that crossover easier. It's tough. I came from Boise State where I was a student um, and marketing there is very different because it's such a new program and has new success compared to here where there's so much history and so much tradition. you got to create traditions there where here you inherit so many, so many great ones. But it definitely poses a challenge of how do you keep game day fresh while still balancing the traditional and the new. I'd love to know when you got your master's here, did you go to a lot of baseball games? Were you kind of exposed to it beforehand? Or when you started in this position, was that the first time you were really exposed to all these traditions? So I moved sight unseen to the South, um, went to school at Boise, worked in sports, um, and was a GA down here actually. I was in grad school. So I worked for the athletics department for a little over a year as a GA and then got the full-time gig. And I remember like pulling up an Oxford for my first time ever. I found my apartment online, did everything online, just kind of like showed up. Um, I was like, cool, I can do anything for two years. The weather was different. Everything was different. The food was different. But I like dove in head first. And I still remember to this day, my first time going to an Ole Miss baseball game. Boise at the time did not have a baseball program at all. I had never been to a college baseball game until I came here. I mean, what a bar to set, like setting the bar really high there. So I remember I showed up. I wasn't working on baseball my first year here. And so I was just going as a fan, just checking out what's going on. And I remember I got chills. My jaw dropped. I was like, this place is so cool. It, it, it's amazing. I mean, anything in the SEC, I feel like we just have such an elevated level of performance. Every single school does. Um, and it's unlike any other conference. And to be able to be a part of that is, is such an honor to me. And I feel like anyone's, anyone's dream working in sports. What was, if you remember, do you remember something specifically that stood out to you? The first real unique thing that you remember, or was it just the, the experience in general? For me personally, I remember having absolutely zero idea about beer showers. And mine also was the beer showers. I remember watching the first home run while I was there and I was like, wow, cool, cool. This is cool. And then I saw the beer shower and I was just like, what? Cause I had heard about them and I was just like itching the whole time I was there. I was like, <laughs> Mom, we have to hit a nuke. We have to hit a nuke. Come on, hit a home run. And then when it happened, I was just like, like, it's like slow motion. Like I felt like mm-hmm. I could see everything in slow motion. That's a, that's the first thing for me where I was like this, this place is special. I love that. And then it's like, every time that you go after you're so prepared all the time, you're like, <laughs> I'm ready for this. I'm going to be a part of this. Right. Right. Fun fact. I've actually never been out there for one. I only was ever sitting like in the grandstands for it. And then I worked every other baseball season since then, but I adore admiring them. But see, that's the kind of the best part too, because you can be a part of it emotionally, but be dry. Right. Right. (laughs) So you get the best of both. That's awesome. So because of all of this uniqueness that the program offers, it's also no surprise that Ole Miss baseball produces some pretty spectacular attendance from its students and its fans. So for the 2020 season, and for the second straight season, Ole Miss baseball set a new season record for ticket sales. And I'm sure it would have again for this third season had it not 
been the pandemic and all of these different restrictions. So almost has finished in the top five in the country in average attendance for 11 straight seasons. And again, sure that this year would have been the 12th if possible, but however, this year attendance has been capped at 25%. And it was only just back in 2018 when the latest attendance record was broken with just over 12,000 fans watching the then number six rebels play LSU. This was during a double decker weekend. So how has the attendance cap impacted coordinating the fan experience this year, obviously out of Ole Miss Athletics's hands, but what would you say to students and fans who want to make it to a game this season before it's too late, but haven't had the chance to yet make sure that they are really able to get in on the action? Right. Um, my first two years here were the two years that we started breaking those records. And then this year was like such a big goal, even despite COVID, we were so optimistic that things would be better. Obviously it's a situation we're in, but what's cool is the people who are coming are being so loud and so engaged. Some stadiums you go to with a capacity limit and it just feels stale. And I don't feel like that's the case for us. Obviously it isn't what it has been or can be, but for what it is, you know, I'm so thankful for the fans who are showing up and sticking out there through weather, through whatever, and, you know, really giving their all for the team. Um, there's a couple different ways I feel like for people to get in that they may not know about. Um, one of them is we have a ticket exchange group on our Facebook page for people who are unable to go to the game. Maybe they bought season tickets and they're not going to go to any midweeks that they can either offer them up to other people or they can sell them to someone else who's looking at going to a game that they may not be able to go to. Um, and we also are offering midweek walk-ups for all those midweek games, which is a great opportunity for some of those fans who don't have season tickets to be able to come to a game. Obviously, it's a really limited capacity that you can buy um, online before a midweek game. But it's the one we were trying to kind of help fill the stands and still let people who, who want to go to a game get in there. And then obviously we always encourage people to watch online, stay up to date with social media, stay engaged with the team. Let's talk social strategy since you brought it up. So Ole Miss Baseball's official social media accounts have nearly a quarter of a million fans and followers across Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. How important is it to keep up on social media and use these platforms as a tool in coordinating the fan experience? And what have you noticed about social engagement this season specifically? This year, it's funny, we've we've shifted a, a bunch of our so, social strategy as a whole as a department, just based on what's working, what isn't working, because this year, more than ever, we, we need social. We need it. Everyone needs it. But when, you know, three quarters of the people who would normally be in your stands are at home, how are you going to continue to create those touch points with them? So kind of starting with football, one of the big things we talked about is what are those moments that people are used to seeing in a venue and how do we take that to social? So is it Obviously, walk of champions didn't happen. So is it, you know, recording the team's arrival cam, um, lock the VOD is one, touchdowns, like any sort of big moment, how are you capturing that and putting it on social media in real time, which is, it's a simple concept, um, but it's something that I think we had a really big opportunity to be a lot better at this year, um, which started there. And then obviously the same thing translates to, to baseball. You know, how are you displaying your team's um, every sport so different. And so how are you capitalizing on that and creating real life connections and relationships with our fans and our players? Um, so obviously been a lot of different challenges that go through it, but trying to find a really good way to be able to capitalize on still staying connected with our fans at home through different game day elements that we can capture on social media. What have you found on social media that is some of the content that fans and students are most receptive to? Is it kind of recaps of what's going on? Is it like behind the scenes, inside look, that sort of thing, or a combination? 
we found a lot of success with our road games doing updates. Like when we were in Texas last weekend, and um, we put a lot more of a focus, particularly with like Instagram, which is kind of highlighting like two or three, four big plays from that day. So doing some pregame shots, maybe of the guys practicing beforehand the night before, and then also doing in-game updates. So score updates, whatever it is, you know, you just kind of base it on the feel of the game. We've seen big success in doing that, especially when we're on the road, because people are on their phones anyways, you know, they're watching it on TV and then during commercials, they're going to be on their phone checking social media. So that's one way. Um, and the other one is giving people a backstage look. So whether it's you know, getting a really cool clip of someone, you know, warming up in the outfield, whatever it is, kind of letting people peek behind the curtain of like what happens that you don't see as a normal fan of the team playing on the field or on the court. I also want to touch a little bit on the season, which is Ole Miss's athletics digital media show. I know you said that you were really passionate about digital media. So this past year, ESPNU had only broadcasted football-related content made by the season, but last year was the very first year that an episode of the season premiered on ESPNU for any other sport other than football. So I want to know if you were a part of that process, and if so, what it was like what kind of impact it had, and also just what it's like in general, just being a part of ESPNU broadcasting this, a number one program. You're so early on in your career, and you had mentioned that some people go through an entire career never being able to have these big milestones. So a little about the season and what it has been like having all of these, you know, monumental things happen, even during this time where things are so uncertain. I'm not super heavily involved in the season. We have a really, really talented uh, video crew here who works full-time and that is their baby. And they, each of them are assigned to a different sport and they crush it. I mean, seeing what they put together for every single sport and finding what makes each of those unique and the unique stories that lie within each of those that fans or even myself, like had no idea about whether it's, you know, family connection, their story of how they got here, comeback stories, anything like that. But I remember talking about it in one of our one of our meetings about it getting on ESPNU, which is just so huge when you think about what kind of a glimpse it gives into your program. We've been able to create fans in all sorts of different areas of the country just based on this production. You know, there's a story that came out of brothers from California who started watching the season and just fell in love with our program, fell in love with everything Ole Miss baseball. And they're like, we're going to go check it out. We are going to go on a trip blindly to Oxford and see what this place is. And like, that's the power of the season and the stories they can tell and how it creates a relationship with our team with a fan. I just think it's such a spectacular production and it's so cool that they got to also debut their talent um, in other sports other than just football. I go to watch one video and two hours later, I'm still watching <laughs> the season videos. So I've always loved them and I've loved watching them. Such a good job of making people feel like they are part of the team and a part of a program. Um, and that's the cool impact of, you know, video and also digital media. I mean, it doesn't even have to be a highly produced piece, like some cell phone footage that we get of guys, you know, just talking to the camera, capturing big moments after wins. You know, that's all ways for people to feel so connected with your program and to give people kind of the content they're looking for in, in real time. I think it's, one of the biggest powers of digital media. Definitely. So the combination between social and digital, plus what you guys are able to do on the field, in venue, the fan experience, all of that combined, what are your hopes for the rest of baseball season? Other than getting through it in one piece, what else are your, your hopes for the rest of the season? Obviously would love to see some more team success, some really good wins. Obviously, I have nothing to do with it, but optimistically would love to see attendance change and increase to give more people an opportunity 
to come to the games. Obviously we sold way more season tickets than what we were able to give out. So I'd love for more people to get an opportunity to even come to, you know, half the games this year, we're doing an A and B ticket scheme. I think that's my biggest thing is I would just love to get more people in the venue if possible and be able to let people be a part of this kind of team success and be there to cheer on their revs. I love that. Obviously safety first, but I trust the people that are making those decisions that they wouldn't do anything that um, would cause anybody harm. Definitely. Yes. Good energy and good vibes. Exactly. All right. So we are going to end this with a little game of rapid fire about both you and Ole Miss baseball. And I want you to answer as fast as you can with the very first thing that comes to mind. There are no wrong answers. Are you ready? I have to be. (laughs) All right, here we go. What is the first professional sporting event that you ever went to? A manners game. Bar or restaurant? that you frequent most living in Oxford? Sola, very underrated, extremely good. Most rewarding moment working as a woman in sports? Who most rewarding. Moment. I hit you right after your, the favorite meal and you're like, wait. Ooh, that is tough, that is tough. Um, I'm the only woman who serves on our um, content team for football. And I think being in those meetings and having a say in what we do for football um, is one of my proudest moments. Um, getting to contribute to that. Not that it's all about gender, but sometimes you just have a different perspective on things that other people don't have. Um, and I'm always so proud being in those meetings and seeing my face as the only woman on the Zoom screen. It just, it, it feels good. I love that. All right. An almost campus building that you were in most as a student. Farley Hall. Me too. All right. Are you an early bird or a night owl? Early bird. What is the last thing that you watched on Netflix? It's called The Imposters. Who should play you in a movie about your life? I would love Jennifer Lawrence to play me. Very authentic, very funny, very real. And I feel like we would be the same vibe. I love it. All right. And last but not least, what is your very favorite thing about Ole Miss? I think I love the people I work with the most. Obviously, Ole Miss itself is a special place, um, but I don't think I would be here or have accomplished nearly as much without the talented, incredible staff um, and the family that we all work with. Can't speak highly enough about the people they hire here. It's such a cool, such a cool family. That's always the best part is when you're working and you're doing something that you love and then everyone around you loves it too. So it just makes it so easy for everyone to just come together and create something that's amazing. Absolutely. Absolutely. I never thought in my entire life that I would be living this long in Mississippi or in Mississippi period. I just love this place. That's fantastic. Okay. I loved all of the answers. So good. Thank you for giving us all the behind the scenes info about what it is like. Let everyone listening know where they can find you on social media, connect with you. I love it. Um, I'm on Twitter at Janice Ruber. And then I'm also on Instagram. I don't think I even know my Instagram, but I think it's at J-A-Y-N-I-C-E. Y'all hit her up. Let her know what's going on. Don't send her imposter spoilers just yet. But uh, Jennifer Lawrence, if you're listening, we have a new project for you. So fun. Thank you for joining me. I appreciate it so much. Um, here's to hoping that Ole Miss baseball continues to just be on the up and up. And we're all here to witness it. I love it. Can't wait. Thanks so much for having me. Yes, of course. Alrighty, guys, that is a wrap for me again this week. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening. Make sure that you guys are downloading and subscribing so you never miss out on anything I'll miss. I have a lot of new episodes coming up this month for you guys. I'm talking to the head coach of Ole Miss Cheerleading, the Ole Miss Rebelettes, the team captain, some other of the teammates. There's a lot of fun content coming your way, so make sure that you are ready and you are subscribed. Again, thanks, guys, for joining me today, and I will talk with you soon. Hotty toddy. 
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.